Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Janisa Hollingshead. Hi, Janisa. Hey, how's it going? It's going really well. I'm, I'm excited to talk to Janisa. Janisa is the co-founder of JJ Studio, which is a consultancy that specializes in helping Series A and B startups launch and grow their services. And as an entrepreneur who has grown a company, Janisa, I know how important your services and solutions are, so I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you more about that. But before we get into JJ Studio and what you guys are working on, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your career. Sure. Um, so I have a background working in tech startups um, for a little over 10 years now. Started out uh, at Fundable, helping entrepreneurs learn how to get funding for their businesses after the Jobs Act passed. And from there, I worked at a couple of different places, doing marketing, operations, started uh, my own business on the side for a little bit. Um, and then I joined the Uber team actually in January of 2015, helping them launch markets for their rides business. I worked in Kentucky, Cincinnati, Brazil for a little bit, came back and then started launching Uber Eats across the Midwest, pretty much everywhere from Nebraska to Ohio. Uh, so a big chunk of the country there. And then I eventually joined the Uber Works team and grew that from an idea to a large line of business with about 100,000 users um, or 100,000 workers on the platform. Uh, and then in August of 2020, I started my own business when I left Uber. Uh, and now I'm doing consulting for companies, uh, marketing operations and product launch. That's great. I, I can imagine that living through the the um the, the early period at uber where you're just kind of rocketing forward and launching new divisions every day i mean what a what an amazing learning uh ex and experience and a great way to kind of apply ideas um tell me a little bit about how you're bringing all of that experience to bear on what you're working on today with jj studio yeah, so I, I started uh, JJ Studio with my co-founder, Julia Limberski, uh, and she was the head of central operations. The, at the other, the other J. The other J, <laughs> JJ Studio, yeah. Uh, and so we have really leveraged what we've learned in terms of marketplace platforms, um, taking something from an idea to, you know, a multi-million dollar or billion dollar in the case of Uber company. I'm a lot about organizational design and structure, I, and we're taking these principles that we learned in our previous lives and applying them to companies, to startups, um, or recently funded companies that may not have the ability to hire uh, a Silicon Valley executive level team member, but they need that expertise and that insight to meet the expectations of their investors. So it sounds great. I mean, how does a company, let's say a series a company uh, work with you guys? I mean, how, how, does that, how, do, how does that relationship get structured? Yeah, so there are a couple of different ways that we work with these companies. Uh, first is in an advisory capacity. 
So I, for a fairly low monthly fee, I will sit on the advisory board of a company. I'm, we will help them with introductions to investors. We're angel investors ourselves, limited partners in a couple of different funds. Um, we will help them structure their financial projections. Um, we'll help them with their user acquisition plan, uh, their pitch deck if they need to raise more funds, um, as many companies typically do. Uh, so really a little bit of anything and everything for a few hours a month of advisory services there. Uh, and so that's the very first tier of how we work with companies. Otherwise, when we start getting into the larger projects, we can act as fractional CMOs or COOs so that we're actually owning uh, a certain uh, part of their business, uh, user acquisition, sales, marketing, whatever it may be, right? Uh, and we fully execute on that. Uh, we have our own team of virtual assistants, operations associates, designers, developers, so we can own something from end to end. Uh, and then beyond that, we also do project-based work where let's say a company wants to launch a new product, they need a marketing plan for that, um, or they want to do a direct mail campaign inside of marketing, but they just don't have the bandwidth to do it. We can also do the, the project-based type of work for them. And then at the end of everything, no matter what, we do create a playbook and templates for our clients to use so that they can then in-house what they're doing and, and not have to use consultants and agencies forever. Uh, and then we can move on to the next thing with that client. It's great. So, so when you, you enter these companies, you have experience, obviously, with a lot of different types of businesses, a lot of different types of tech firms. What are the what are the kind of, I guess, normal uh, states of affairs that you find uh, things in when 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 uh, JJ Studio gets the call? <laughs> um, I would say the most common situation that we walk into is that. Uh, a startup founder or a startup's found, founding team has done a great job getting everything together and getting it off the ground. Uh, they're really in that hustle, gritty mode um, where they just have to get things done, but there hasn't been a lot of organization to what they're doing. There hasn't been a lot of um, reason behind uh, the madness. Maybe, you know, they've tried a little bit of everything. They haven't tracked their data. That's really common. That their analytics is really in a bad state. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to come in look at what's worked for them previously, make sense out of all of that, and then turn it into something that can scale. And, you know, today, obviously, we've lived through this, this extraordinary moment. And I'll, I'll, I'll definitely want to ask you more about kind of your personal path in, in, a, in a second. But just, just for all of these businesses, now I found that the last year has been in many respects, kind of a watershed moment. Um, you know, there were a lot of companies that were were kind of de were, were failing, and kind of traditional old companies. You know, um, before the pandemic, and and this kind of put the the final stake in their heart, or forced dramatic reinvention of those companies. And I saw a lot of companies that were kind of like great concepts, but seem to have really caught fire. And I'd just be curious, kind of like, what, what are you seeing in the, the, the tech space right now? Yeah, um, I would say that the companies that you're seeing catch fire, um, they are not able to pivot as quickly as others. Um, so they may have instituted too, too much process, too much bureaucracy, um, or they maybe hadn't planned for some kind of I, I meant I meant catch fire in a good way. I mean, I, I, oh, I in, oh, in I the understand. sense of like, 
like growth. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's probably the bad ones that are catching fire, <laughs> like like a, I don't know, like a gasoline fire. But I, I really, I mean, I look at some of these businesses, uh, and I would say most of the heavy tech businesses seem to be doing really well. And I'd just be curious, kind of like, um, you know, how that's kind of impacting uh, the types of types of work, type of work that you guys do. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so the tech companies that are doing really well are the ones that are um, making something more convenient for people. And they're saying Netflix, you know, has gone crazy through the pandemic. Um, there are a lot of uh, actually like meal kit companies. They are they they've gone the digital route um, in terms of like selection and interacting with their customers and all that. And they have just gone off the charts. They're not necessarily yeah. a tech company, but they play in that space. Um, it, it's really been fun to see how many people have had the opportunity to work on their ideas during the pandemic um, and, and maybe do things that they had been thinking about for a long time, but hadn't had the opportunity to start myself and Julia being, you know, one example of that. Uh, and so there are a lot of new entrepreneurs that are entering the, the space for the first time. Uh, and so there's been a lot of really interesting and fun ideas to work with. That's a those are really good points. I I definitely uh, remember before the pandemic that there was a lot of discussion about those kind of food delivery businesses mm -hmm. and you know high acquisition costs and some of the challenges that they were facing. But you're absolutely right; they have taken off over yeah. the last year. Yeah, one uh, of our clients, um, Say to Eat, their uh, their white labeled food delivery and and food delivery automation platform, so that they compete with uh, the big players, right? But they're totally behind the scenes. Customers don't know about Say to Eat, only the businesses that use them, and they're using things like Facebook Messenger reengagement automation. Um, to get people to order more because people are at home, they're playing on Facebook a little bit more. Um, and so they, they've really leveraged uh, that kind of thing to grow their business like wild over the last year. So with as, as a kind of a company, I guess it advises these businesses, not only on their marketing and sales, but also their operations. Just be curious kind of what you've seen in terms of remote work, hybrid work, or how, how, how these companies are, are handling that? Yeah, um, so JJ Studio, we're actually fully remote. Uh, I haven't met most of our team members in person. We're all over the place from Ukraine to the Philippines to San Fran to I'm in Puerto Rico. Um, so it, it's we've had to learn how to do that as well. Uh, as these other companies. And so what I've seen from our clients and what we've experienced is that the most important thing is to have uh, one source of truth in terms of project management. And then to have somebody whose job it is to oversee those projects and make sure that people are aligning, they have the information they need uh, and that things are getting done. And then you can really easily work across time zones and across places as long as you have that in place. So we use Asana. Um, Asana for project management. Um, we use Slack with specific channels for specific mm -hmm. functions and projects, uh, and that's worked really well. I, I like the phrase "the source of truth," so I, I, I may I may borrow that, Janisa. That's that's pretty <laughs> powerful. So so let's change gears a little bit and talk about the pandemic. Uh, you know, it has been a moment where we've all had to uh, think, rethink, change, rechange, evolve. Mm -hmm panic, lots of joyful things. But, you know, how have you stayed sane? And, you know, um, 
you know, how are you, how, how's everything going? Uh, things are going really well. Couldn't be going better. Um, I, I'm really lucky and, and grateful. Uh, things have been going well during the pandemic. Um, but how I've stayed sane and how Julia has also stayed sane, um, we agreed early on that we needed to make sure that we prioritized our personal time and mm. weren't just uh, allowing work and personal life to kind of bleed into one another too much. Meaning, you know, we didn't want to sit down with our laptop at the kitchen table at 8 a.m. And then, you know, the next thing you know, you look up and it's midnight um, because there's just not that physical separation of, of work and, and personal. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. I, I definitely uh, suffered from that uh, for sure early on uh, where I just found days just bleeding into nights, bleeding into yeah. days. <laughs> it's easy to do. It's so easy. And so what we've done is um, we've agreed on uh, making sure that we prioritize exercise time, um, that we have a hard stop time when we need to, and just really being honest with each other about what we need to stay sane. Sometimes you need a day off and that's yeah. okay. And we shouldn't feel guilty for that. Um, and I think a lot of people maybe do feel guilty for taking a day off because we're home all the time. Um, and it, it almost feels like a day off if you're home, even though you're working. Uh, and so we've really just been transparent with each other and held each other accountable, um, for taking that personal time when we need it. Yeah. Well, I think those are all really great ideas. And it, it, in some ways it, it does reflect uh, some of the things that I I've been seeing in the marketplace, which is, you know, over the last year. The, the companies that have gone virtual do seem to be thinking more broadly about the whole self, the whole, um, the whole, uh, you know, employee. And, mm -hmm. and I, and I, I would be curious now, as we think about this post pandemic moment, what do you think are the things that are going to, uh, that we're going to continue to evolve and continue to learn from here from this pandemic? And what do you think are the things that People are uh, people are just going to trip up and go back into their I, I, I say their bad habits because I feel like I feel like, uh, you know, there's been a real moment of growth here in a way. And I just I maybe it's just my hope. My hope is that we continue to grow. But I just be curious. What are your thoughts about the future? Yeah, uh, I think you're I think you're entirely right. I think companies that are going to grow and succeed and really be those companies that employees want to work for are going to be the ones that continue to think about their employees as real people with a life inside of work and outside of work and, and that they affect one another. Right. Uh, and so the companies that invest in their employees by allowing them to work where it works for them. So maybe it's the office, maybe it's at home. Uh, maybe it's some blend of both um, companies that I care about employees' mental well-being, maybe have some kind of um, employee perks that help them with talk space or calm or some kind of meditation app, you know, any anything along those lines. I think those are going to be the, the ones that have people vying to work for them, um, even more so maybe than they do now. And I think people are going to start viewing companies that are more rigid as antiquated and, and they're going to have a tough time getting the best talent. Um, I, I, know I hope so. I hope you're right. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit it's been fascinating for me to look at the, the kind of the trade press lately where I, I'll look at an announcement of uh, there was a big announcement that a big holding company in the marketing services space, Omnicom, <laughs> that uh, they were 
basically pushing their, their, their workers back to the offices. And I was just shocked by that. <laughs> it was just kind of, uh, they, they backpedaled a bit and they, they backpedaled a bit and they said, oh, well, well, we'll, we'll try to be flexible too. But the main place will be the office. <laughs> You're kind of like, you guys are just not, not, I, at least I don't feel that that they're, that they're getting it They're uh, you know, and, and so it'll be fascinating uh, in, to, to look at what has happened, what happens over the next 12 months, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, wh- whether, whether some of these, I, I would say these, these um, amazing freedoms, you know, I, I, I speak from experience. I can't say that we, that my business lost any, any efficiencies. No. Same. You know, and so what, one, the justification for, office culture or office life is it's really hard to for someone to have to justify a two-hour commute or whatever they were doing yeah you know and, and, and so yeah there have been so many startups too that have come out of this like um there's one called team flow and have you ever played the sims back yes. in the day uh, yeah. <laughs> so you may you may have seen this already but it's uh you're basically a sim and you can decorate your office any way you want. And if you play video games, you know, like sometimes when you're closer to the enemy, you can hear them better. And it's like they're right there. They use the same kind of audio techniques. So you can walk up to people in this virtual office and talk to them. Or you can have a private office wow. where people can't hear you. And they embed all of these different apps, these productivity tools that people are already using. It's, it's like being in the office. Um, and that's so much cheaper, too, than having the overhead of having an office space and the insurance that goes with that and the cleaning and maybe the catering and the supplies, you know. Um, so I, I think there's for a lot of businesses and a lot of industries, there's no reason to go back to the office. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. And we'll, we'll see how things shape over the next over the next year. Well, listen, Janisa, it's been amazing talking to you today. We've been t- speaking to Janisa Hollingshead. She's the co-founder of JJ Studio, a consultancy that specializes in helping A and Series A and B startups launch and grow their services. Uh, sounds like if you're trying to grow and scale, it'd be a good call to make to JJ Studios. With that in mind, Janisa, how does someone get in touch with you? Yeah, if you just go to meetjjstudio.com, um, you can fill out our contact us form and we'll get back to you within a day. That's amazing. Well, listen, Janisa, thank you so much for being on Uncaged. Uncaged is a program that provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. We've been speaking to Janisa Hollingshead and she's been telling us all about how if you want to launch a company, you should be with well, the issues you should be thinking about. And clearly, I think my big takeaway is this idea of this kind of the holistic self and and really how you can structure a business with with that, with keeping that in mind. And so thank you so much, Janisa. Thank you. Cheers.